And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me your He is Jalen Rose. What a dog. I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're James Kobe. What do we do? We get a peep. Oh! They want. They want. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. Without a dope pod to step to. I miss you, Jalen. I miss you, too. We had Amin on the show. We had Chine on, Chine on the show. Shout out. I miss you, so. We had two days off. Yep. I get on my Orange Juice Jones. I missed you so much, I followed you today. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> Remember when I didn't follow you on Twitter for like six months? That was one of my favorites. That was one of my favorite J&J stories. So, Mr. Rose, there's a lot that we have to cover. We have a guest coming later to discuss all of the moves in NFL free agency. And... We have the big game in Houston last night to get to. We have some really interesting news about Draymond Green. But first, we got to start with something. And shout out to Laura and Kara. We can't act like they're not in here right now. Shout out. Appreciate you going to represent yesterday at the Boys and Girls Club, too. First, we start with a huge game in Houston last night between the defending champion Warriors and the team that pushed them to seven games in the playoffs. Keep on pushing. The Warriors were playing without KD, but they did have a gentleman by the name of DeMarcus Cousins, also known as Boogie! And Boogie went off. He had himself 27, 8, and 7, and he just looked more comfortable than he's ever looked in a Warriors uniform. They were working the offense through him. He was getting assists. He was getting post buckets, hitting threes, you see there. It was a great all-around game for DeMarcus Cousins. Is this a product of KD being out? A product of him feeling more comfortable after 20 games. What did you see from DeMarcus last night? Well, the product of KD being out means he gets a chance to get featured more. Yes. He gets a chance to get more post-up. That was clear. Now for them to continue to go to him, you have to now be effective. Because every time somebody shoots, that means Steph and Clay's not shooting. Yes. That's just how this works in basketball. So therefore... He was really effective at taking his time. What I noticed, he seemed to be getting in better shape. Remember, this is a large man that had an Achilles injury Mm -hmm. a year or so ago. So now for him to come back, he's going to have to get himself in game shape. He's going to have to get comfortable doing some of the moves he normally used to doing. For example, on the fast break, when he and Steph were on the break and Steph threw it behind the back, he barely made that dunk. He almost yeah. got hung. And there was one where he went up to dunk and did not dunk. He's clearly not the boogie that we saw a couple of years Correct. ago. But and there's something I noticed last night that I think is going to be very important for these two teams moving forward. It really felt like when he got the ball on the block and Clint Capella alone was guarding him, but it was a bucket. Every single time. He felt so comfortable with Clint Capella guarding him. When P.J. Tucker was guarding him, seemed a little more uncomfortable. Even James Harden, one time after a switch, stopped him on the post. I just felt, I expected more from Clint Capella defensively last night. Well, here's the thing. I agree with you. And, and don't get fooled into thinking Clint Capella, I'm, uh, P.J. Tucker and or James Harden can guard Boogie. Boogie. No, don't, don't, don't get fooled into no statistics, no analytics on that. He will of literally course. punish them. Of course. Okay. Now, with that being said for Capella, I agree with you. But here's the thing. People forget. DeMarcus Cousins was starting in the All-Star game last year. 
Okay. And he can read. And he said, Jokic gets what? A hundred million dollars to play for the Nuggets? And they're the number two seed. Clint Capella got a ninety million dollar contract? And I'm playing for the minimum. And I'm playing for five million. <laughs> I'm playing for the minimum. I'm going at these guys. That's what I see. And he had room to operate because when you surround the perimeter with shoot with shooters the way the words are able to do. They got to go one on one. And one of the things I loved about him last night is he would get the ball in the, in the post. And there'd be a lot of action around him. He was looking to pass, looking to pass, looking to pass. If nothing sort of formed for him, he's like, all right, I'll just go get a bucket. You know, <laughs> it was just like, it's like oh, I'm trying to get somebody else involved, but if none of y'all are open, fine, I'll just go get a bucket. Um, you know, we're not exactly the most responsible journalists, so it is now time for oh no, no, you know what it's time for unfounded. Irresponsible speculation about free agent Anthony Davis. This has to be the most unprofessional show anywhere. That's why you love it. Mark Spears, not our guy Marcus Spears, our colleague Mark Spears, OG, was on the jump and he had an interesting update about Anthony Davis. Let's listen. Uh, I was been told that there's no way Anthony Davis is coming here through the Pelicans. Okay. Not going to do so it. They're just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. I heard the same thing. There's no way Anthony Davis is coming to the Lakers through the Pelicans. So the Pelicans refuse to trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Are they that petty, even if the Lakers provide the best package? Well, it's not petty if you don't feel like it's the best package. And if they would have thought it was the best package, they would have taken it in February. And let's talk about what's happened to that package since then. Brandon Ingram is out with Her. blood clots. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what his status is going to be. I'm wishing him Although well. Although it seems like he is going to be fine. I'm wishing him well. Lonzo Ball, missing significant time due to an ankle injury. Obviously, mm-hmm. you hope he's going to recover from that. So now those pieces have gotten damaged a little bit. Zubac isn't there anymore. And so if you weren't able to do the deal when they were all healthy, you definitely not going to be able to do the deal when a couple of guys coming off an injury. That's one. Two, you could call it petty. They call it tampering. And they felt like that took place with Anthony Davis. So, therefore, we might trade him to anybody. But how many times have I heard you heard me say this? They're going to look down at the phone. They see a 323-310-213 area code voicemail. I knew that this was going to take place based on the things I just said. It's interesting. Now, could you see a scenario in which Anthony Davis plays for another team for one year and then in free agency signs with the Lakers. Because you always say this. You say this all the time. Star players don't want to play for three teams in two years. But could this be just the new way that basketball gets done? This is this is the new world where star players do play for three teams in two years. Well, but here's what happens. LeBron James is in his 16th year right now. And what is happening when the playoffs start with the Lakers? Oh, he'll be watching at home. Okay. Next year, he'll be in his 17th year. And if they don't deal these players... This likely is going to be the core group of who he plays with as young guys. And then they're not going to go out and sign somebody big unless it's Kawhi, KD, Clay, or Kyrie. None of whom I think are going to come. So therefore, you're trying to maintain that cap relief and that opportunity, that flexibility to sign AD if he ever comes. So now if he plays with LeBron, he's going to be in his 18th Season. That's something to consider. You for know, AD. I believe, you know, I believe in LeBron James. LeBron can do anything. Um, I also believe in Joe Kim Noah. 
Joe Noah Loki has been playing extremely productive basketball for the Memphis Grizzlies after being basically out of the league for about a year. He's playing well, and he made his way to the free throw line. And just explain to me what he's doing here. Jalen, is um, is he is he doing what I think he's doing? Is he gesturing to a female fan in the crowd? Yeah, not only is he gesturing to somebody in the in the crowd, but he gave a little bedroom yeah. Not yeah. with the eyebrows. It's a little extra. I'm gonna tell you that. I look. feel personally violated from that. He he gave he was giving that look like he just got some goodie. <laughs> Something was going on there. I don't know exactly what was happening, but if what I think was happening was happening, shout to Joe Kim Noah. Let's get the people they want. Wedding season is upon us. Weddings can have 99 problems. They can be so complicated. Where do people sit? Who's coming? And, oh, I didn't know they were going to bring a plus one. Trust me, I've been through it. The money, the flowers, the food. There's always controversy. There's always something. But you know what shouldn't be a problem? What the groom looks like. That's why you need to go to theblacktux.com. Not even if you're just the groom, even if you're going to a wedding. It's wedding season. You want to look your best. But maybe you don't want to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on your look. That's why we have theblacktux.com. What they have is, is they have everything that you could possibly need to look your best on a special day. Not just a wedding, any event. Here's what they do. They've got, you go to Black Tux, theblacktux.com, and you pick out your look, and you get a free home try-on. So they send you the outfit, and you check it out. You try it on. You make sure it's perfect. If it's not perfect, you send it back. And then they send you a different look. So you will make sure that you look great when you use theblacktux.com. Then what you do, you just send it back. You're basically renting it instead of buying it. Instead of spending thousands of dollars on a look, you can rent one, especially if you're going to, I don't know, two or three big events this spring and summer. You can have two or three unique looks, thousands of dollars worth of clothes at just a tiny fraction of the price. Because trust me, when you actually buy a tux, you never break it back out of the closet. I bought a tux for a lot of money when I got married. I've probably worn it two more times since then, and it's almost been 10 years. If you want your wedding or a wedding you're attending to be remembered for the right reasons, rent your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy $20 off with the code Jacoby. That's theblacktux.com, code Jacoby for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. First, we have to get... To too hot for TV. Too, too, too hot for TV. There was a man who was engaged in cunnilingus with his partner. What? Do you know what cunnilingus is? Nope. No. Okay. Um, it is a, uh, it's oral sex that a man gives to a woman. What's it called? Cunnilingus. What? I learned a lot. I thought that, wait a minute, I'm stuttering. <laughs> I thought that was called something else. There's a lot of things you can call it, but one of the words that the, the scientific term is cunnilingus. Okay. And, uh, and he was, uh, <laughs> he was doing it to the point where it was so good that his partner's brain was overstimulated and she had a stroke. What? Soft move or boss move? What? That's a boss move. <laughs> I think so too. Yep. I think she's That's okay. That's a boss move. I, I didn't really do a lot of research on this, but I think she's okay. As long as she's not. As long as there's no long-term like medical downside, well, the boss thing, move. But the thing that makes it a boss move is that, that that's the reaction that you're hoping for when you start to engage in that activity. <laughs> yes. You just don't realize it's going to um, turn into the movie Scanners and somebody's head can explode. What? 
Like, there was a part of this person that was, like, really, really upset and concerned. There was also a part of him that was really proud. Well, you're not... It's almost like when you're with somebody and they fall. You want to laugh. Yes, yes. And you smile and then you uh, get ready to giggle, but then you want to make sure they're okay first. I laugh every single time. But, but, but that, you're wrong with that. That's wrong. Uh, well, I could... I, listen, I do a quick evaluation of how serious no, the no, implications no, you don't. are, no, and then you, I laugh you, no, every no, time. No, You can tell if someone's really hurt when they fall or if someone's not. No, you not. can't. Yes, you can. How? Because you can tell from the fall. <laughs> you can tell. Oh, okay. You can tell if you hit no, your you head ju- on the you concrete. You falls now? Yeah, you hit your head on the concrete, or if you stop your fall with your hands. I know what's happening. I can tell if someone's really hurt or not with the fall. I'm a, I'm a, I laugh when people fall over. That got I'm back that to person. the point. Thank I'm you. that person. Okay, I laugh you. when people so, fall So over. just own it. Don't don't act like you wait and see and you assess if they're That's really you hurt you or do. not. That's what you said you and do. You're taking the temperature of the room and all of that stuff. So we got... You're not doing any of that. We have very serious journalists that we work with. You know what I mean? There's a whole news desk department here at ESPN, which is it, it charged with making sure that we're responsible with the things that we talk about and that we report, and that we source all of our information correctly. And we we abide by those rules on the television show. But on the podcast, it's just us. Right. So we can get into some, uh, we can get into some rumors and some reports that may not be the most journalistically sound rumors and reports that we have out there. For example, Scoop B works for TheHeavy.com. Shout out. He's been, he's a, he's a, you know, a a member of the media. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that through sources that KD and the Knicks had a secret meeting. Mm. Jalen, you know some people in the Knicks front office. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they would go so far as to have a secret meeting with KD? No. I don't think so either. Because... That's tampering. Yeah. And at this point of free agency, which really doesn't kick in until July 1st, why would you put yourself in a position to deny yourself the opportunity to legitimately acquire KD by meeting with them in March? That just makes no sense. You can really only hurt your chances of landing KD by meeting with KD. Correct. That makes no sense. Nope. We knew this was going to happen for a month or two now, but now it's official. Draymond Green has signed with Clutch Sports. And here's what he said about LeBron James's role in that decision. Quote, it's impossible to say LeBron played no part in me joining Clutch simply because he has been Clutch since the beginning. He's essentially a founding partner. I've already had a relationship with LeBron for years. So it's always good to be able to do business with family that's going about their business in the right fashion and getting things done. But as far as recruiting me, no, LeBron didn't recruit me at all. Jalen Rose, what are the implications of Draymond Green and other stars signing with Clutch Sports? I must make sure I say everybody that signs with Clutch Sports ain't going to the Lakers to play with LeBron. Yes, I think that needs to be said. Okay, also... They're making a name for themselves to the point where when players change agents, we don't. it doesn't make news. But when they change agents to join Clutch Sports... It does. It does make news. Good point. And for Draymond Green, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the... Next gonna year. He's going to be the free agent at the end of next year. So is Anthony Davis. It's a big-time opportunity for him this summer, in my opinion, to not be a member of the Golden State Warriors next year. And so you want somebody navigating that that you trust that's going to get you to a spot that may be your next long-term opportunity, not a, a quick stop 
that puts you in position to play for three teams in three years. We'll keep an eye on that. And I really wanted to show you this. Denis Shapovalov uh, won a tennis match at the Provis Open, and he let's just let's just listen to what he did after the game. I'm here in Cali with the fans getting hella lit. Happy with the win today. Now I gotta flow to spit. Loving the support, I leave it all on the court. Fighting like a wolf. I'll be back for more, so take care and good night. Should they allow Dennis to continue in the tournament after that ridiculous rap? Nope. What song was he singing? It's his own original. I really think they should disqualify him from the tournament because of that. Shout to the culture. How about that? The hip-hop culture is internationally accepted everywhere. Shout out. I appreciate that. It is a huge week of news in the NFL, so we had to bring in... One of our favorite people on the planet. Absolutely. Diana Brussini is here joining us on Jalen Jacoby in studio. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been a wild week for you, I can imagine. That's why I'm dancing weird. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Yeah, how many hours a night of sleep are you getting? I like four hours. I've been like a okay. solid four, but it's not like a consistent solid four. It's like 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And, you know, I have every alarm on high. You know, yes, I can imagine. Who I can imagine that up? your phone has been very, very busy. You've had to charge it three times a day. And here's why. First. There's just been so much action in the NFL with this free agency. Players moving everywhere. Let's take a look at some of the most notable players to change teams. Obviously, we're going to discuss Odell Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown later. But if you look up and down this, these are big names. Franchises are changing left and right. As you're going to see some more as this goes on here. We've got C.J. Mosley, Mark Ingram, Earl Thomas, D. Ford, just impactful players moving all over the league. So when you look at this list, what are some of the ones that stick out to you that are sneaky, impactful, and interesting? Tyrell Williams to the Raiders, mm. I think, is a real sneaky sneaky pickup for them. Because, look, we know A.B. is going to go out there and, and cause a, or at least get a lot of that double coverage, which is going to give Derek Carr another option. And... You know, in terms of the background of Tyrell Williams, I know during this free agency period, just talking to guys on the Chargers, they're like, look, this guy can ball. He is a player. This is a huge pickup. If the Chargers were willing to spend a little bit more, at least had a little bit more money to spend, they would have kept him and retained him. So I think in terms of of, of a pickup on offense, look, the A-B trade is phenomenal. Of course. Um, and, and I still think they're, they're coming up the biggest winners here of, of any team. But the fact that they were able to, to get Tyrod Williams to line up um, alongside A.B., I, I think this could be great, great, great for their offense. Well, you say that the Raiders are the biggest winners of any team, but there's another team that picked up a very impactful player, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Browns. We all know this by now, but I have a very simple question for you that has leads to a complicated answer. Why did they trade this man one year after signing him? Everybody wants to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Look, I, I I think they genuinely thought they could make this work. I think Odell did all the right things when he was trying to get that contract extension. Remember, mm-hmm. he was showing up to OTA. Oh, yeah. That's what players do. He oh, yeah. was playing <laughs> nice. Like, he did. So- I remember thinking, like, this is a great lesson for all of us. When you want something, just just behave. Be a good little boy or girl. Because you will get that big Christmas gift. And, and mm-hmm. we, we saw the Giants. They liked what they saw, and I I do think Odell Beckham Jr. is a really good person. I think he's got a good heart. I think the Giants believed in that. I think Dave Gettleman and, and Pat Shermer knew and understood what he could do for his offense. But in the end, the headaches that they believe that he caused, and, and he comes with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really told a story when I talked to a, a head coach in the same division 
about the trade a few minutes after it happened. Like, what's your reaction to this? And I really thought that this coach would say, are they crazy? Odell Beckham Jr. could potentially be the best receiver to ever play the game. And that was not his response at all. He's like, look, they got three picks out of it. Jabril Preppers can be a, a decent player, but people don't understand that a player that's causing uh, causing headaches in a locker room, I don't care about the 10, 11 touchdowns he's scoring for me. Mm-hmm. It becomes such an issue for everybody else. And, and you know, I, I think they value this locker room going back to the old ways of the Giants organization than the way Odell was bringing it. I think what was happening with the Giants indirectly was happening with Pittsburgh. Storied organizations that decided we want to take our locker room back from our star wide receiver who is an all pro in AB and Beckham, yet our quarterbacks won Super Bowls before they arrived. So what do you think about the Giants still having that level of belief in uh, Eli Manning. Look, the, the age of quarterbacks have changed. Tom Brady, Drew Brees doing it in their 40s, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Eli's only 37 years old. And look at the way they've 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 uh, picked up players in free agency. They now have four solid offensive linemen. They obviously drafted Saquon Barkley, perhaps the best running back in the game. It seems to me they're giving Eli Manning these pieces here because they still believe that he can do the job well. Now, we know with the draft coming up. They're going to draft a quarterback. Where? Not at six. That's could they not teaching, what I can teaching, Could they possibly trade up? Because there's some little rumors and things around about, you know, maybe Rosen being traded to the Giants or them trading up and picking somebody. Go back to when the Giants were looking at the draft or at least at the combine, checking out Josh Rosen when he was coming out. Were they interested? No. no. Mm-hmm. So why are they going to be interested now? 13 draft picks. Look, look at Dave Gettleman's background. He's a scout. Scouts like to pick out from the draft. They like to watch tape. They like to find and pick their own players. They got a slew of them, and that's a defensive draft class here. So I expect the New York Giants to go defense here. Mm. And the future at the quarterback spot could perhaps be next year. There's so much discussion about the Giants because they are in a major market and they're, you know, such a yeah. big name, a storied franchise. But the Browns are like low key the most exciting story to me of this, you know, last week. What they've done has really changed this team from lovable underdog Baker Mayfield, everyone's rooting for you, to a team that now comes into the season with some higher expectations. Yeah. Do you look at them as a playoff team? Do you look at them as a contender for the AFC championship? Do you look at them as a Super Bowl team? I, I'm not going as far as Super Bowl team just yet. Look, it's March. Let's, let's <laughs> chill out, all right? I love what they did, okay? What John Dorsey's doing, he is building a, an incredible team. But as we know, he's picking up talent, right? Mm-hmm. He's building, or at least attempting to build a team. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest challenge they have is actually the fact that they have a first-year head coach in Freddie Kitchens. You know, I... He's going to have to deal with a lot of different personalities. You yeah. got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and we're, Baker. We're, and Baker, exactly. That offensive meeting room has got a lot of players that want the ball, and there's only one ball to go Nick around Chubb. in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and Kareem Hunt, potentially, if he's mm-hmm. if he's able to return. You know, Rams head coach Sean McVay gets a lot of credit for dealing with those personalities um, out in L.A. And, you know, Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib last season. And he's done a great job as a young coach. But if you think about it, 
McVay had a year under his belt, a successful year at that, yes. to go into his second season in dealing with those guys, including Endomic and Sue. So he had the confidence, his feet were wet. Freddie Kitchens, he doesn't have any experience as a first-year head coach. And, and you talk to coaches, they all tell you, I had no idea what I was doing that first year. So now you throw on top of the fact that you have all these strong alpha personalities. This isn't going to be an easy task. What are your expectations of A.B. and the Raiders this year? I think that we all have forgotten before Derek Carr was injured. We were talking about him being MVP, MVP, offensive MVP or offensive player of the year. Right. Because I think we forgot because the last few seasons haven't been that great. But I think Antonio Brown is going to be able to give him those weapons on top of Tyrell Williams that we just spoke about to bring Derek Carr back to life. And here, here they are working out together already, right. which I love. All They're in. doing all the right things. But here's my question. You kind of mentioned this before is what if they start one and three? You know, it's all good in the preseason when we're, you know, we're in a new place. This is so exciting. I love working with Derek Carr. But what if they start one and three? Are we going to start hearing Antonio Brown kind of reverting back to the chirping and the finger pointing, the things that sort of led him out of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest concern that, that that people, at least some Oakland Raiders fans, should have. Because what makes you think he, all of a sudden he's going to change? He's 30 years old. He, he's not 23. He knows who he is. We know what he is. Uh, I think that was a risky trade, but it made sense. And it, 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 what they got out of it, or at least what they had to give up for it, um, wasn't even – I just thought it was a great deal. But I think there has to be worry that Antonio Brown is going to go back to being who that is. Has John Gruden ever proved that he can handle big, strong personalities? I don't recall him being able to do it. What about Le'Veon with the Jets? Okay, so Le'Veon with the Jets, I think, is is was was a good pickup. But then, if you think about it from a big picture standpoint, what did Le'Veon Bell do well? Or at least, here's what Le'Veon Bell did in 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 Pittsburgh. Big Ben helped him because the passing game was so good, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's being brought to New York to help the passing mm-hmm. game. So. Until Sam, exactly, he's working in reverse. So until Sam Donald can prove that he's got a gun, that he has got an arm, I think it's going to take a while until they start producing on offense. Do I think they have potential? Absolutely. But I, my bold prediction in the AFC East, it's not the Jets that are coming in second place against the Patriots. I think it's the Buffalo Bills. Oh, bold pick up a couple of Brown oh. and Beasley. You gave us some great tea on the Giants and what to expect in their top 10 draft choice because you don't believe they're going to take a quarterback. I, I know you guys have heard that Joel Embiid is not just back and playing well, but he's also changed his name. He's not the process anymore. He is now Hulu has live sports. That's weird. Oh, you know what else happened? Dame Lillard. He got a tattoo. What's the tattoo say? Hulu has live sports. That's odd. Well, do you know why these guys are doing this? I'll tell you why. Because Hulu paid them to do it. Because Hulu has live sports. And what you can do is you can get live TV from Hulu. Hulu plus live TV. You can watch all of your favorite teams, all of your favorite games, all the same channels as cable for just $45 with Hulu plus live TV. You can watch your favorite teams play all season long live. The biggest games live on Hulu Plus Live TV. Watch Joel, the process. I'm sorry, Joel, Hulu has live sports, and Damian Lillard with the tattoo. Hulu has live sports. Play live on Hulu Plus Live TV. Absolutely no cable required. See, I, I know you're familiar with the show. You watch every single episode. You listen to every single podcast yep. just to make sure you get it right. So one of the things that we do here is we know the executives watch the TV show. 
but they don't listen to the podcast. At all. So we've got a freedom to talk about whatever we want on the podcast. Oh, I see what you're doing here. Yes. You're trying to you're trying to unleash the real honest side yes, of me. Exactly. So I'm not afraid of the executives. Exactly. Because you know the executives, you work in Bristol, they've got two TVs in their office, one TV's on ESPN, one TV's on ESPN two. They both have the sound off. Mm-hmm. So one thing we do on our show is we make the topic bar like whatever, is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? And then we talk about R. Kelly. So, <laughs> so and then also on the podcast, we pretty much talk about whatever in the world we want. But one thing that we want to do is just make our our fans and listeners of our show familiar with you and your work and your background and everything so where are you from what's your deal how'd you get in the industry let's do a quick bio oh i love it all right i'm originally from the bronx but i grew up in new jersey um i wound up in the dc area i went to college played soccer down there and i pretty much knew from the jump that i wanted to get into tv and get into telling stories that was really my in- what i was into I was into news uh so i came back to new york after school and i worked at the local news station up here, and eventually realized, you know what? I like news, but it's a little depressing. Um, I, I <laughs> yeah. fit with the sports world a lot more, uh, considering I was an athlete my whole life. So um, I picked up my bags, moved out to Seattle, moved to L.A., moved to back to Washington, D.C., Connecticut, and then to another city, and then back. And now I'm here at ESPN wow. covering sports. So um, I have a, a, a pretty strong news background. But um, obviously being an athlete kind of helped, and I just have always loved the NFL. That's always been what I've dreamt to do, and, and I can't believe I do it. So we have we want you to take us behind the curtain, because Jalen always takes us behind the curtain of what it's like to be in the locker room. And there's something that we, we're not... We're not very serious sound journalists here, but you are with yeah. your news background. You're a reporter. You break news. So what is... When you get something... What's the process? Oh my god! Like when you when you get stuff, like what is the process? I, take I, us behind I, the curtain. Take my yeah, laser you off. And, yes. and, while, and while you're doing that, because like I tried to break news before, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll never try again because it is a process. It almost like you got to be Tom Brady with the phone. It's like who gave it to you? When did they give it to you? Like how many sources do you process. have? Show me the email. How does it work? Guys, the, the the adrenaline that goes through your veins when this happens is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life, including uh, you know, playing in a championship, a conference championship soccer game at a division one level where it's intense and the pressure's on. It's it, it's there's really no comparison I can think of that that can well that, that I can compare to, to breaking news. So the process is it's it's pretty elaborate but also pretty basic too. Once you have a foundation of people you know you can go to, uh, I call them my gang really because they're they're just people I know are ride or die for me. That they don't give me bad stuff, and they are are invested in helping me. That's usually why our relationship is where it's at because I know that they want to see me do well. But ESPN is pretty strict about sources. We yeah. have to have two. And they need to be players. In, uh, players meaning big people, major major players. Yeah, not, athletes. not Not athletes. Yeah. It, it, you know, sometimes it happens sure. to be. Uh, I, I'd actually make the argument that we don't really they don't really like us getting it from players as a source. They they would prefer it to be, um, you know, executives, members of of the organization, agents. Um, that said, you know, there are times when you have a scoop. I had a gigantic one on Tuesday. But my source, my source was someone that is outside of football, but works with NFL players. Um, 
helps with their style, their 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 life choices, um, mm-hmm. their appearance. So that's not a great source. But if you think about it, who knows the best about what's going on with people and their decision making? It those that are around them all the time, people that that that, that you spend the most time with. They're rocking with them exactly. So. I'm thinking like this is good, but I, you, can't, you can't go on ESPN and all right. I'll just tell you what it was. It was the trade. It was the Odell Beckham trade. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. so see, look and what you did. You, 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 this is what you do. So, so I'm like, oh my gosh. So, so this is at five o'clock. So remember that story broke Tuesday night around like eight thirty. So I took it and went to all my Giants guys, and I have to tell you, you a lot of Giants people. They. I'm from Jersey, so I grew yeah. up around. They, they, they've all known me since I was real young. Such that organization, it's the same people. They've been there for 40 years. Yes. I'm not 40 though. Um, just, are you talking about Eli? You're talking about the front office? <laughs> exactly, all of them, all yeah. of them. So, um, I, you know, I hit up all my people, and look, the truth is, the people I really trust and have been good to me all these years wrote back to me. I can't get into it. I can't comment. And that right there, I'm like, mm. they never say that. It is a confirmation, they, but it's not a confirmation. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. So, you know, sometimes in these situations, Adam Schefter is obviously the best at this. Uh, you know, you start, you start getting in touch with, with, with Adam and more and you're just like, look, you know, and, and at that point, their people were saying, no, it's not going down. And, uh, you know, obviously in the end, it, it happened and I'm still a little frustrated about it because I'm like, man, I that. that was the scoop of the year. Um, but look, it, it only, the, the joy of it only lasts for like 30 seconds. The first story. It's nuts. It's like, it's like dating for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, it's like the first story I ever broke in my life was Deshaun Jackson when he went from Philly to the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And I was in the shower when I got this. I, during free agency, you shower with your phone. Like you bring it in. It's crazy. Which is whack. But you, you have to, you have school. to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. Cause I've missed stuff by get, being distracted, doing something I shouldn't be doing. Um, and so I got the, the, the right com- information about it. And I mean, and the joy of that lasted for like six months. But then once you start doing it more and more, it gets less and less and less. What about? I think we're all thinking the same thing of what it compares to, but um, I'm not going to go there. What, what about the opposite? Because what about the time you felt like you had a scoop? Somebody led, led you to believe what you were reporting was accurate and it was not. Worst feeling in the world anytime you make a mistake with news and it's your job to be credible uh it's it's a punch to the gut but it it shakes you it really does especially if you go with it and you put it out there i've Mm -hmm. been i've made mistakes before we've all done it everybody absolutely Um, like dealing with fbi informants yeah one of the biggest mistakes since we're talking about everything um (laughs) it was during the super bowl last year and you know, uh, I actually wasn't there and I was just watching our show and, you know, Schefter comes on and he starts talking about whether or not Belichick and Brady are going to retire. If you remember, mm-hmm. that was the big story back then. And leading up to the Super Bowl in the circles of some people I trust, there was a little talk about Belichick hanging it up if Brady did. So I just made a pretty what I thought was a, a light comment you know, watching our guys on NFL Countdown discuss, um, I've heard that this could be it for both of them. 
That was this year's Super this Bowl? This is last, last Super year's. Bowl. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which, by the way, the fact that we're referencing the Patriots over and over in the Super Bowl is ridiculous. Yes. We can't keep mm-hmm. it straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I can't tell you what went down after that. Well, did you send a tweet or something? I tweeted it. Okay. Mm. I have bosses calling me, Schefter's calling me, Twitter is going berserk. Everything I had worked for up until that point just went down the drain. Off From just like an off-color, yes. I'm hearing kind of thing. And I mean, shaking. I was sitting on the couch shaking like I just threw my career in the garbage for mm. just trying to like comment to be part of a story that I'm not part of right now. And it was a great lesson learned. And you have to be careful with your wording on Twitter and, 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 and you know, especially if you're, you are the in one putting out position, news. In right. my position. Yes. I can't just tweet right now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know. I got a tip for you though. Oh. I got a tip Hold for on, you. Let me get my phone. This is why, oh. and we talk about this a lot. This is why I take the role of irresponsible, <laughs> unprofessional, yes. undisciplined. Yes. Because now when I say something, you can believe it to be true. Or you could take it for not to be true, but I still get a chance to actually say it. No, it's the what you you collect information and then form a smart opinion, and then everyone says, "Wow, Jalen Rose is a phenomenal <laughs> analyst." You yes. know, yeah, that's the way to do it. You you are the smarter one here. It's taking the risk and sticking your neck out with news and. It, potentially have it blow up because here's another thing too that's a real job stuff's fluid yes like and, and, all the you know, time i cannot tell you how many conversations i've had with adam where we're like all right this is going down and he's like die hold off i've seen you know he's got 30 years experience over me doing this like let's give it one more minute and, and things have changed and i'm like gosh you were it, right it does happen all the time so i think it's also a function of expectations like you are a reporter so when you tweet something about someone retiring they 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 treat that as a report. Jalen just says stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, so it's like, so their expectations, like, oh, that could just be Jalen, but who knows? But like, enough things that Jalen says end up happening. Then there's on wax Jalen and off wax Jalen. Off wax Jalen has real good tea. <laughs> like, 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 you know, yeah. like Jalen at lunch, Jalen at lunch has a lot, a lot better tea than Jalen in this room. Oh, for but sure. But you have to be, you have to respect the microphones in the back but, desk. But it's distributed to hundreds of thousands of people. Both of you guys knowing this, but doing it forever. What ends up happening is we know so many people and this is what we do. We only say a percentage of what we really know. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> yes. you can't. And, and and for what I do, I can't do it because I don't want to hurt the relationships that that I've worked for to build. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, players especially, they listen and watch way more than you would think. And on top of it, they're really sensitive about stuff. No doubt. Yes. Now more than ever. Uh, I've, yes. I've received tons of text messages over the last year uh, from players when I'm not even criticizing. I'm Correct. just making a point or, you know. Or saying a fact. Oh, that's another thing. I love that. How I'm like, about that's that? a fact, man. How like, about that? A fact. I know. But, but how about this? You can say a hundred positive things Ugh, about that's people. That's another thing. And no one says anything. But I know. you have the nerve to say something or question them. Then all of a sudden, they're oh, trying yeah. to blow you up. Oh yeah, I, I, I can't, I'm, I can, I can't do it. I'm not comfortable enough to just go up there and sing people's praises all the time. I feel like it's not my here to job to be objective and give both sides. Um, but I'd say I probably get more. Why would you say that? Or what are you talking about? Text messages from players than I do actual scoops. So maybe I should start being a little, a little nicer to get, get some more info. You know, get more with honey and vinegar. It is this. Is, there is this weird feeling, especially in, in this room. It's like so. You know, there's no cameraman here and everything. It's so comfortably like sometimes you kind of forget that this gets distributed to hundreds of thousands of people. It's dangerous. And that people watch. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's so sometimes you're like, oh yeah. I don't, 
I was really disrespectful to Kevin Durant, wasn't I? <laughs> Bad. Good luck. If I ever see that guy in a, in a party, he's probably not going to give me a pound. What about nope. what about being a woman in a male-dominated industry, having to throw your elbows, having mm-hmm. to show your wares, having to show prove yourself constantly by what your work continues to represent? One of the cool parts about being at ESPN is so many people watch it. So players, you know, you go in locker rooms up on the televisions there, they have ESPN on. So most of the time, they're familiar with your face. They, they think, you know, they kind of know you. That They usually don't know my name, but they're like, I, I see you do something, right, on television sometimes. So that usually helps with just their comfort level with you. But in terms of being a woman over the years, even before I was at ESPN, I have to say I've never had an issue with with players specifically being mistreated or, or harassed. I, they don't play like that in the league. They're, they're just not... Most of them have sisters, wives, uh, women around them. I think they're used to women around them now. Um, That's changed over the years. I have it more mm-hmm. within the industry. That's mm-hmm. the issue I have. Other reporters, other men, especially with what I do, it's so competitive to get stories that men cannot fathom. A woman built a relationship platonically, respectfully. Oh, on a I know business how she level. got that school. Oh, yeah, oh, it is the oh, yeah. late. I have had more sex in the league, according to some men out there. Like I am the busiest woman. Yeah, twelve hundred people. We will run for his we, record. Yeah, oh, Will, yeah, yeah. Will doesn't know a thing. Wait till my book comes out, Will. But but for, but for real, like like you know, it's it's such it's low hanging fruit. It's it's a lazy narrative, and normally when I hear it, and, and, and I hear it, I just heard it a week ago, um, you know, I immediately realize I'm winning. Like, because yes. that's the only thing a man can say, because instead of reflecting on themselves that maybe they should have worked on a relationship or maybe did a little research on that player to find out what their interests are, what their life is like. That's always how I connect with players, and, and I think being a former athlete, too, helps, too. Guys know in a minute when they talk to me, like, this this person played at a high level at some point, um, just from understanding the culture, the understanding of what they're going through, the mental side of the game, and I and I use it to my advantage because and I'm drawn to athletes because that's what I know and that's what I was you know what I did my whole life. So um, I do think women have come far. I would just love for the industry to get better at believing that women can build relationships and know football and mm-hmm. and and yeah and have men be more comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, what comes to mind is that now infamous Cam Newton press conference oh, thing. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, it's just like, I, I just, sorry, sorry, I, I couldn't pay attention because you were talking about routes. Yeah. And it was just like, what, dude? Like, what? Well, here, to his defense, I think sometimes there you don't see a lot of female analysts breaking tape down or really getting technical on the football side yet, which I would love to see us get better at that as a whole uh, for, for women. So I knew what he was doing. It just came out. It's not so, what you do; it's how you do yeah, it. Yeah, like he did it. Like, oh, I haven't seen someone with four arms before. I know. You know what I mean? Instead of being <laughs> like, I really appreciate you doing the film study to ask the yeah. question with this, with such detail. Thank you. Yeah. Now I will address it. Exactly. Instead of being like, I know, whoa, sorry, I couldn't hear with the words coming out of your mouth because I was so shocked that you said the word route. And you'd be surprised how many players prefer talking to a female, especially when it comes to stuff going on in locker rooms, maybe team issues. They, they're just more open to that. And maybe that's because at home, the person they're venting to is a woman. And, and, and yeah. the, you know, that makes, that puts them in a comfortable space. And as an athlete too, you just, 
subliminally look to women as being nurturers. Think about when you're watching a game. After the performance happens, who does the person always say thank you to? Hi or hi to? Hi, mom. Yes. They can have the best relationship with their dad <laughs> of all time. Guys always say hi, mom. Thank you, mom. It's for, true. For that reason. Unfortunately, I usually approach it with such tough love and, you know, a receiver will be like, I can't believe he's not giving me the ball. I'm like, your routes weren't that clean though. You got to get better. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you so much for joining us, Diana. We look forward to having you back on the program. I want to thank everyone for listening. Sorry, we, we had a two-day break there. We'll never do it again. No, uh, oh, we're definitely going to do it again. I'm doing it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to do it. They know. They know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm not coming to work every day. Come on now. Are you crazy? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with another special show. Why is that, Karos? We're not done. We're not done. I love them. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously.